It was a huge night out, and uh, in my drunken stupor, I actually hit my groin on one of those chunky bollards. But as it turned out, it actually wasn't a bollard at all. I was sexually assaulted by Brad Drew. I know it might sound strange to say it, but if I had the choice between keeping Cameron Smith or Augusto Pinochet in power, I'd still lean with Pinochet. The trio would have to be Craig Gower, Jason Moody, and Sam Obst. Because I just can't see another three players fitting in musically with Craig McLaughlin and Check One Two. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Voluntary Tackle, the only NRL podcast that thinks that anyone who marks up against Joey Lalua should be armed with a handgun, because uh, he's a big unit and it probably only rubber bullets, nothing serious, because you don't want to kill anyone. Um, but this is a very special episode, not just because uh, we're approaching grand final week, uh, because uh, this podcast has managed to attract some people to it, which is very unusual, and not just by any guest, mind you. I'm joined by someone who has his own podcast. Of course, I refer to the biggest tiger from Sports Best Friends. Welcome, mate. Hello, thank you. I'm I'm overwhelmed that those things that you do at the top are off the top of your head. Well, because if I put it down on paper, I could only ruin it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I'm already learning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm also joined uh, by one half of a fabulous duo. No, not Mork and Mindy. I'm referring, of course... <laughs> To Shirley from Shirley and Laverne fame, or it should be Laverne and Shirley, but you are more of a Shirley and Laverne at this stage. True, true. Laverne couldn't be here, but we're thinking of her and sending mm. out the love. She'll be invited back on the podcast, seeing as she hasn't shown the commitment not to show up today. <laughs> to be fair, you didn't invite Laverne uh, to this episode. <laughs> details. These are just details. Um, but of course, I will try not to be too uh, self-congratulatory because I am obviously a Roosters fan. Let me just put that laptop away. Uh, I feel a speech coming on. Okay. Um, but no, I'm obviously very excited that the Roosters... Uh, in the NRL Grand Final, and um, Big T, I hear you've you've turned up today to take me down a few pegs. Um, You're getting a bit of social media love. I don't know, these are just rumours at this stage, but fair bit of love for Canberra, I hear. Yeah, look, the... Me getting social media love is is lovely in itself, (laughs) and and I feel like I often just... uh, Oh, there was a phrase for it where you... um, you just know, the norm for you, isn't no, it? No, no, no. There's a thing. Well, it is. Yes, thank you. But the, um, <laughs> there's a thing where you oh, something signalling. A virtue signalling. Virtue signalling. Oh, of and course. And so I feel like my whole entire Twitter account is, is done on that. And rugby league virtue signalling. So I've asked people why um, you know you might want Canberra to win more than the Roosters, mm. and uh, you know I had to charge my phone a bunch of times. <laughs> I got that many notifications, but. Uh, the, both narratives are excellent, and okay. I just felt like if I came on here, you're obviously a Roosters fan, that I should try and take up a, a well, arguing for arguing's sake. Okay, I like that. So you're taking the other side, not because you hate my guts, no, uh, but because you want to be objective on the show. Yeah, I've been to your bathroom. You get, your guts seem <laughs> great, so I don't hate them at all. Is this time for a very random segue? It probably is. Uh, listeners, this probably is a little bit too Hold invasive. On. Are you going to do one of the adverts off the top of your head? No, oh, no. That would have blown <laughs> my brain. Okay. No, no. Well, we can try it. Um, no, but uh, Big T has just come around to our studio and uh, he didn't know this, uh, but our cat uh, knows how to use the toilet, mm. which I don't think's um, maybe very common. But of course, when you have an exceptionally gifted cat, um, you just think it's the norm. Um, and my wife, Shirley, uh, was trying to stop you from using it yep. because in her mind, that's the cat's toilet. Yeah. And, and she thought you might feel weird about sitting on the same toilet if you were sitting, I don't, no judgment at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when that's the cat, that's his toilet. 
But yeah. I, I, I'm interested to know, is that something you felt weird about? Well, I didn't know before I went, um, but <laughs> I didn't. I would have asked Chester more about it before I'd gone <laughs> in if I'd known it was his bathroom. If That's respectful. Yeah, if he's a half flush or if he likes a full flush because he doesn't want to go in knowing that it's only been half flushed or, mm. um, you know, and now I can't blame any of the pee on the on the floor on someone else uh, yeah it's chester's not Big, much miss. bigger chance that was me actually yeah. uh, chester's quite respectful Do you use chester's bathroom obviously uh shirley is a woman um and is in the bathroom a bit longer than i am generally speaking that's not it's not an oh, affront well, is you it guys on the same cycle for urinating though how <laughs> like surely she can use the bathroom without it needing that's true to affect you you're right um i think it's your more honor and my <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I think that if I even signal that there is a chance I might need the bathroom, then he just, out of a great chivalry, mm. uses the other bathroom mm. to give me preference. I just want to give you a, a space, mm. you know, a wide berth to do whatever you need to do. <laughs> well, I'm talking makeup and stuff, you know, okay. or whatever it is. What, what about Chester, though? Do you think about his getting ready needs? <sighs> Can I tell you a weird story? There has been moments of awkwardness in this house <laughs> uh, where I've flicked the light on in the second bathroom and Chester's using it. Yeah. And invariably, he's facing the wall and he'll turn around and look at me really awkwardly, like yeah. sheepishly. Mm. And I will go, oh, sorry, mate. And I'll flick the light off and I'll, I'll back out of the room. But you say that out loud. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. talk to him. Yeah. Um, he knows what I'm saying. Mm. I'm not strange. Um, so anyway, you wandered into that little death trap. Sorry about that. No, but, that's okay. um, I enjoyed it. Just part of the experience yeah. here, the voluntary tackle. Uh, but it is a grand final theme show, and um, I'm very much looking forward to talking about how the Roosters will celebrate their impending victory. Of course, it will be one. Um, I, I've never felt so confident going into a grand final. Wow. And I don't know if this is just obscene arrogance or it's because I felt like the grand finals already happened. Another thing the listeners may not know is... Uh, You're a time traveller? What do you mean you feel like it's already been done? <laughs> That's just uh, part of my little foregone conclusion yeah. attitude, which I'm, I know you're going to rebuff me on, mm. which is fair enough. But you're obviously a fan of the Melbourne Storm, Shirley. I Can am. you describe the, to the listeners what it was like when we watched that on the couch together? I've been thinking about this actually all week and my friends have been messaging me asking if we're still in the same house. And... Unfortunately, I did have a migraine on Saturday, but that was maybe the best thing that happened to me all week uh. because I was so focused on the fact that I felt like absolute crap mm. that I didn't really care so much that we lost. And then the deal that we had was whoever wins, like waits on the other person hand and foot the next day. That's awesome. Yeah. We hedged it. We hedged it. So got over the migraine, had Eamon do everything for me on Sunday. And now it's not so bad. Yeah. And I actually, you know what, like losing losing to you guys in the preliminary hmm. and seeing you win gave me some joy. If I had to like oh. play the Raiders and lose in the grand final, I don't think I could do that two years in a row. Like <laughs> two grand final losses in a row might have been the end of me. Is there a chance that when you had that migraine, that was your body's kind of self-defense mechanism? Yeah. Like knowing that a, a loss was coming? You guys are time travelers. You already knew. You didn't realize you were a time traveler. You already knew you were going to lose and you didn't want to watch it. Maybe. But I did watch it. I actually okay. did. Like, And I was frustrated for most of the game. It was a tense match. How do you feel about Cooper Cronk? Um, moving to the Roosters. I mean, we'll get Tedesco next year, so it's fine. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. You right have now. enough fullbacks. Why would you, t out of no, everyone I'm in the joking. league? I know, but 
Yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be the best thing, actually. I kind of want that to happen because you and I were saying before, you asked me how I felt about Tedesco and I said, you know, I'm happy to see him thriving and and he could only do that in two clubs mm. and it's those two clubs. So yeah. if he moved, that would destroy the Roosters because you're always, um, you know, doing that to everybody else. That's right. That's our thing. You can't do that. Yeah. We might need a hooker next year though. He could do that. Tedesco could do yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Tedesco can do anything. I think he could. Well, R- R- Krakenhausen? No. Pappenhausen. No, Pappenhausen. I have a big fat crush on him. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm in the room here. Yeah. (laughs) Krushenhausen. Sorry, hang on. Who came home Googling what's her face's girlfriend the other day? It's like, babe, look, you know. I can't even remember that. What was that? She was in a green dress. It was at the Dalian. Oh, I think it was Mitchell Moses Misses. That's a tough thing to say. Mitchell Moses Misses. Yeah. Um, Picked a peck of pickle pipers, I believe. Uh, but yeah, no, she was good looking. Mrs. Mitchell Moses misses most goals. That's an interesting. <laughs> um, was she? Was she? Did, when you saw her, did you? I mean, most of the time, girls are going to look at hair and dress. How did you feel about the hair and dress? Oh, this is going to sound really bad. I asked. Go. It's on me now. It's on me. I, I feel like you. maybe where Eamon had the picture zoomed, the first thing that I saw was the tits. Well, wow. Okay. Well. Well, it's good to know you guys are leering at that too. It's not just no, us. No, she it's was really leering at your psychology. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it that's how really naive bad. I am. She was a very attractive woman and okay. she had a very nice green dress. I don't actually remember her hair, but I also remember her makeup being good. Okay. okay. It's funny the Great. different things you take notice of, isn't it? Mm. I just looked at it and thought, God, Mitchell Moses, what a cockhead. I, that's the first <laughs> thing I thought. Um, it just, I got drawn there and I just went, mm, I know you had a big year, but I still don't like you. He's a good looking guy though. Right? Yeah, no. No, okay. I'm one of those weird <laughs> that people. That was shut down quick. I'm happy to take that. I'm one of those weirdos that as soon as I know that a guy's a dick, yeah. he looks like a dick I think as well. That's not no- I think that's normal. Mm. I think that's sh- Well, if it isn't, it should be. It should be normal. Yeah. It really should. But there must be a num- I mean, because dickheads seem to pick up. So there must be at least an element of women mm. out there who think, oh, I'm going to put the fact that he's an arsewipe to one side um, and date him instead. I'm also worried that it means that if you and I aren't dicks that we're not attractive as well because we know yeah this is Don't let's, <laughs> let's leave this train of thought but look we won't we won't peel back the curtain into our private lives too much because I know that our listeners are hungry are ravenous for some grand final content when they've really come to the wrong place because I haven't really put too much in place for this apart from just a thorough episode of gloating um, but <laughs> outside of that uh, I think we do need to do a little bit of analysis on the Canberra Raiders and the Roosters coming up. And I think something that occurs to me, I was on the uh, way home and I heard that there's been an outbreak of SARS oh. uh, in the Canberra camp. Mm. Um, that's, I think, two uh, players and counting who have uh, supposedly suffering viruses. And I'm here to tell you, I think that's a furphy. I think this is a weird Ricky Stewart tactic to say, oh, well, you know, no one thinks we can win and now we've been struck down with genital herpes and we're <laughs> definitely not going to win and trying to lull us into some weird victory space, which as a fan I'm already in. Yeah. Do you guys think that this is a potentially a big conspiracy? I don't think so. And I do have to be honest, I think you need to tone down the we're going to win. Because <laughs> I don't want to be around next week if you lose. Hold I, on. What's your hashtag though? East oh. to win. Each to win, yeah, that's right. They've done it for like eight months, so they're all in that mindset. Yeah, but like the come down's going to be so hard. Mm. (laughs) I hope, I hope it's well. You're right; it will be if that is indeed the case. We can't paint another building in the east. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll. You know what I'll do? I'll turn up to that mural in Bondi Junction with a giant bloody white paintbrush. (gasps) How dare you? And just erase history. No, that that is the extent of my disappointment. No. 
Also, Arthur beats an excellent Balmain Tiger for anyone who cares. <laughs> Painted in the mirror. Um, I think the Furphy, first of all, excellent word. I'm so glad that you used that. It is <laughs> a Furphy. You. I think it's a very Queensland kind of vibe mm. when they do that. Uh, when they try and say that things are the sick, but they're not really. I love calling Canberra the clap. So the whole genital, um, great brand marriage yeah, there, well isn't it, done. between the podcasts? Um, but I think, I think the, the the Josh Hodgson being sick just makes me immediately think that why is he the captain with Jared Cro- with is it Jared Kroger? Yes. Yeah, they're co-captains. He Jared Kroger was the captain for a long time, and I mm. feel like it was very game of clap of them to put another <laughs> captain in. I have a theory on that. Yeah. Um, I think it's because Croker's shit. I was going to say, I'm glad you went there. I was, was going to ask if he's, yeah. that's the guy with the yeah. helmet that you bag on every week. See, what it is about him, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go into some diatribe, so I'll keep it limited. But I think with him, it's like they love him down there. Right. He's an icon, mm. you know, as much as the Canberra Mint is an icon down mm. there and probably just as effective at defending his own goal line. Mm. So it's the fact that the, the crowd love him. There's an element of respect uh, but they do know deep down he's not that great. Mm-hmm. So I think their hedge is to give him the co-captaincy. So maybe they're just being diplomatic about this. That would make sense. Because I, I would say. imagine it's a fan revolt if he was taken, the captaincy mm. was taken off him for an English person. Just quickly, I love Canberra as a place. Have you been to the Mint? Are you joking? <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I've never been to the Mint. I make a lot of jokes about the Mint and the War Memorial. Mm. Um, all, all I remember, I've been to Canberra many times. I yeah. shouldn't say many. Nine, yeah. I'm guessing. That's many. That seems it? like many. I'll say several. I've been there several times. That's seven. <laughs> Let's go with many. Have All you been right. more than... I grew up quite close to Canberra. Ah, you've been many. I, I've been, Actually many. I've been too many. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. And there is such a thing many. with Canberra. Yeah. Okay. And my uh, overriding sense in Canberra is, wow, there's a lot of roundabouts mm. here. And isn't it exceptionally flat? Mm. And they're the two things that strike me. You're wrong there. Okay. You're actually, it's not flat. Mm. I've been mountain biking there and I felt every single one of those hills. Really? It's not flat. Is this the city centre? It seems quite flat. No, it's surrounded by hills. Right, surrounded. So you've been riding in the outcrops. No, but it's like, it's not that, like you can, we were staying in the city-ish. Like, and then we were riding from and there. You but rode off not, into the hills. It is not flat. Right. It hurts. Like a really shitty sound of music. Mm. That's what of. it sounds like. Well, it's a pretty shitty. I'm judging but. you severely on going somewhere and mountain biking because that's <laughs> surely not a pastime. It was something a, people it do. Was, it was school camp. Woofed. <laughs> and they made, so they made you do it as well. It's even worse. No, I it's volunteered. Enforced. However, oh. do you know, this is actually a good story. It makes me sound like I'm actually a sports person. Mm. I was playing touch football. About three days before we left, went to score a try and fell over the line as I was getting tackled, tore a ligament in my ankle Whoa. and then went on the camp. Wow. And when the kids were complaining to me about having sore legs, mm. I took my sock off and I had like this swollen black yeah. ankle and they stopped complaining. So anyone out there who thinks Cooper Cronk is hard, yeah. you got nothing. <laughs> you didn't ride a bike in front of them. <laughs> Wait until you you go mountain biking with a sprained ankle. It wasn't sprained, thank you. It was much more serious than that. And I know it's a rugby league podcast, but you called them a roundabout, not roundabouts. And that is so adorable that I needed to bring it up. Um, That could be to do with the fact that uh, I haven't had dinner and a few beers, but uh, it's definitely not in my uh, base vernacular. Let's put it that way. I don't go, let's go and have a ride around those aroundabouts. It was adorable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I hope I say it again in the future. He also says nuclear. Oh, this is not a pick on (laughs) Eamon extravaganza, all right? Yeah.
And uh, there's something else. That Isn't it? I said I Vietnamese like at one point yeah. instead of Vietnamese. You that used to annoy me. Throff instead oh. of. <laughs> <laughs> this will all be edited. Um, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, now. The listeners obviously are completely unaware of uh, the concept of time because it's a podcast and we could have recorded this at any time. Um, but should I'm have, just in fact. planting a flag right now that we're going to be speaking, and I should have said this at the top of the show, but because I'm so disorganised I haven't done it, we're going to be speaking uh, to Greg McCullum, former first grade NRL referee Greg McCullum, um, in the lead up to this grand final. Friend and of I, the pod. Friend of the pod, that's mm. right. He's been on, a, it was a really good chat we had before. And uh, Big T, obviously you have a bit of a, a similar circle here, don't you? Well. I'm a, in, in that I'm a referee, yep. yeah, and in that I'm on um, the voluntary tackle. They're probably <laughs> the only two things he and I haven't got. His name sounds insanely like he's a New Zealander, and I looked it up. He's not. He's not. No, yeah. he's from Manly. But I just felt like um, surely has he New Zealand heritage. Yeah, he should be, or at least his family somewhere should. Yeah, be. I might tell him that he needs to repatriate. Well, I think maybe we should open with that when we yes. chat with him. So this is happening in real time before we <laughs> chat with him. Maybe our first question should be. Can you please emigrate to New Zealand? Yeah, or at least just tell people you are. <laughs> just lie to people about where you're Come from. out of the cultural closet. <laughs> <laughs> Will you, Greg? Um, anyway, so that should be good. And Shirley, I want to get your insights here uh, because we haven't consulted you at all. But what should we be asking Greg before we chat with him? I was really interested to know how they pick the referees for the grand final because I saw it was on the news the other day and they mm. were handing out the jerseys like it was something special. Um, Oofed. There you go. That'd be a good. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. But how do they choose? And did the girl get it? I think it's spin the bottle, isn't it, T? <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, that would be a great way. There'd be a lot more people refereeing. That'd be weirder, but there'd be more of them. That's why uh, Greg McCullum had so much pash rash. <laughs> yeah, that's why I grew the beard to try to keep off. That's it. Um, no, Belinda, um, Belinda Sharp. The, the one from New Zealand, she uh, Queensland, she didn't get selected. She was in the prelim. She may have been in your one, actually, the Melbourne one. She was. Um, but she wasn't selected for this one. Um, and Casey Badger, I think, is refereeing the female one, the WNRL game. So is that considered like a Let step Let me check big down? league, guys. Oh, look, let's do some live research. Yeah. Sorry, please proceed. What? It's one of those weird things. Like, are you a bit bummed if you get to referee the women's game? Because I think that that would actually be... An honour because it's the first time it's happening, right? Oh, like absolutely. It, yeah. The first time the women's grand final's happening? On the same day as the... As a curtain raiser. Oh, right, right, right. It's definitely the first time a female referee has refereed any grand final, uh, or, or first grade grand final. Um, I did check Big League. She's definitely the head referee. She's uh, the head. Head referee, Ooh. yeah. Can I, I don't want to interrupt your flow, T, because I feel like you're about to say something I'm really not, insightful. I'm really glad you got there. Um, <laughs> but I just want, uh, again, because it's a non-visual medium, I want the listeners to know this. Big T has turned up not just with a, what looks to be a mini iPad, but the old-fashioned magazine. It, it is a mini iPad. Yeah, yeah and it you is brought paper to the table. I mean, I feel thoroughly organised today. I, I really should be paid by Big League. The amount of times I talk about it and refer to it mm. is ludicrous. However, I only did it because... No, there's two reasons I did it. One of them was I saw um, Michael Ennis on Fox Sports and they were all sitting at tables and they've always got heaps of paper. I'm always like, what do you, what do you have there that's telling yeah. you? You're never looking at it, so what are you really doing with those pieces of paper? And they shuffle them and move them around. Mm. But he had a magazine out and so did Ben Eichen in the same week. And I was like, that... Got to be for a reason. They they have it for a reason. And then I went to a a a box and they were giving them out for free, so I took one, and have just been able to not ever talk about rugby league without them now. And it comes in handy so much. It's like having Wikipedia but faster. And I feel like I've 
given back to a charity, which is News Corp. <laughs> which um, is the rugby league. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a subscription? I don't yet. I've only started this year. Called him out live on air. Yeah, but it, is it better for the news cycle? For I guess they have guaranteed cash that yeah. way. I just like the idea that they, they print them in hope that someone will buy it. And someone does. Think of the trees. <laughs> what would Greta Thunberg think oh, of this? Oh, shit. But at the same time, it is something very nice having something tactile. To, to read, you know, because yeah. you can't do that with a Kindle. Imagine what, like, trying to read Big League on an Amazon Kindle. It wouldn't be the same thing. No, no. It just would feel shit. No. And also, someone said, why don't you just look it up online? And, and I could definitely, but I just often feel like they don't. I don't look it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone's like, what that person am? I don't know. And then, but it, when I have it here, I'm like, oh shit, I bought I it. This. I may as well check. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was our original question? Though? Oh, look, I think you were getting somewhere when Casey. I... Inter- I s- yeah, that's right. It was girls, about the referees. The referees. You how were looking at the refs. Yes. How do they choose? I can't answer that, but I'd rather him do it. You, I think you should ask him that. There Please. is also another... But I ask him questions all day. It's nice to get some answers from no, I think else. I think T's saying ask no. Greg McCullum. Yeah. Oh, I should ask the, Greg. The I Kiwi we're just him. about to get on. Yeah. yeah. We're about to call him in five minutes. I was going to say, because like asking him questions, I don't know if you know, you, you do, actually, <laughs> you, if you know this, then you are like a time traveler. Because for the last week, I've gone to bed to the sound of Eamon asking me trivia about the NRL. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> so like laying in bed and That Eamon, you're making up or I, that no, you're No, he some? makes it up in his head. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, this is, you've said that live, haven't you? Um, it's no way of retracting that. That's excellent. Well, I think it's excellent foreplay. Um, that's where yeah. I like to start with NRL trivia, and then of course, really gets the balls yeah, rolling. Yeah, yeah. Once we once we hit finals. <laughs> Greg, it's Eamon here from the Voluntary Tackle, mate. How are you going? Good mate. How are you going? Very well, mate. Thanks so much for sparing some time to join the show today. I uh, know it's obviously, uh, yeah, it's a big week. It's very nice to have you on. Yeah, we had our big pro am at uh, Springwood. Yeah, um, golf club today. Yeah, so I'm up there now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I hope yeah. we're not tearing you away from the bar. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> away having the weekend off, so I'm on my way down the south coast. Beautiful, Greg. Well, look, we won't we won't keep you too long, mate. Uh, okay, no I'm joined here by my panelists, Big T and Shirley. So um, we're here just Excellent. to ask you a couple of questions, mate. Obviously. It just occurred to us, actually, uh, we do a fair bit of research on the show, and um, we realised that the last time the Canberra Raiders were in the grand final, you were reffing. I was. I was. How do you feel about that kind of symmetry? Uh, Does it feel like a long time ago now? It does. Well, it's 25 years, so it is a long time. But um, I remember like it was yesterday, because that was my last game. uh, What a way to go out. Yeah, but the other significant thing was that um, 92-93 was the Brisbane side that went back-to-back. So this is, um, yeah. you know, the, the first opportunity that the sides had to go back-to-back since then too. So, Mate, it, occur- it, it occurs to me, Greg, that I guess, you know, you've been in there in, in the centre stage. When you're watching a grand final at home, having been in the middle, do you ever find yourself dressing up in the ref's gear and donning <laughs> the old, you know, the whistle, the TNT shirt, even the beard maybe? Well, do you know what? A few weeks ago, I went to an 80s night. And I went as myself. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. With the TNT jersey on. That's amazing. So you still have it in the wardrobe? Uh, we had some ones made. The Referees Association had some um, replicas made because um, the one that I wore in 
1994 doesn't quite fit me now. It's shrunk. I'm sure it's the shirt's fault, Greg. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. The grand final, mate, obviously there's been a lot of talk this year in the NRL um, and you're a great person to speak to about this, about the refing in particular. Um, have you got any thoughts on how a grand final should be ref? Do you think a grand final should be ref any differently from a regulation club match? Well, everyone will tell you it's different because when judiciary matters come up, they say players should miss grand finals. You know, they're different to other games. It is a different game. Um, what you're hoping for, it's a bit like Origin, where you hope that um, that the players go out there and all they're concentrated on is minimising penalties and, and basically trying to um, to keep on the right side of the referee. And if I was a coach, that would be the last message I'd be telling players to go out there. So as a referee, I think you've got to go out on the field um, with that in mind that the players are going to give you, uh, you know, probably a better concentrated effort in trying not to give away penalties. And look, penalties, the game swings on penalties. Mate, it's Big T here. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, listen, the, the, you're just talking then about how teams are trying to stay out. The, the games are kind of different. The penalties are, are so challenging in those finals games. And yet the last, um, that Roosters and Melbourne game, there was a sin bin immediately. So how is it, looking at the refereeing perspective, how does that kind of change how that, that game works for you when you penalise and sin bin two players in the first play of the ball? To have the situation where, you know, by interpretation now and by direction that you have to sin bin players for those sorts of things would have affected him, I think. You know, he would have gone out there hoping right. to get through the first five, ten minutes without, you know, probably blowing a penalty uh, and getting the sides to start playing footy. But... You know, to put two blokes in the bin at the start would have been, you know, quite a daunting thing for them. Mm. Uh, my personal opinion is he had to do it because that's the interpretation. Yeah. Do I think they should have been sin bin? No, I don't. I think there are too many things now, players being sin bin for things that in the past the referee handled on the field. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I, I just think that we, we're loading up the referees with, with too many options to penalise and, and to put players in the bin and... That's why I'm, I'm sort of leading the debate about the five minutes. I think the five minutes mm. sin bin has to come back into the game because I think the, the way the game's regulated now, that um, ten minutes is, is far too harsh. And do you for think? Some, for some things. And do you think that that loading up you're talking about is also why there seems to be so many more officials? We've got two referees on there. You've got a match official on the top. You've got yeah. the bunker. You've got their their um a lot of them. They're all mic'd up. They're all talking to each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think there is that. I think the game is overregulated, and I think that you know we've got to get back to um, a set of rules that everybody understands, um, everybody accepts. I think there are too many interpretations being made all the time, uh, season to season. That is very frustrating. Hi, Greg. It's Shirley here. I'm the ro- I'm the definitely the rookie of the crew here tonight. So I've got a few questions. <laughs> um, just about with the big games. Obviously, it's really important that we have the right refs on the field. How does that yeah. process work? So coming up to this weekend, how do you get chosen for either the women's league or the main NRL, I guess, event? Yeah, look, it's very competitive. Um, it was really competitive back in my time. Um, we have a group of um, referees. Uh, that, are, that are experienced. You know, I was referring in an era with, uh, with Graham Annesley, Bill Harrigan, yeah. uh, Tim Mander was there, and Stephen Clark. You know, it was a really um, tough uh, week-in, week-out battle to, to get the top positions. And when it gets to the semifinals and grand finals, you've just got to make sure that you continue to 
uh, perform well and, and not come up with the big the big error, the big mistake, because uh, to, to lose your place is, is a very um, disappointing thing at that time of the year. Ashley Klein is an example. Ashley Klein would have gone into the semi-final series uh, as either number one or number two, but mm. the failure to send in uh, the players in the Canberra Raiders and Melbourne Storm game, um, that cost him. And he went from being you know, a, a real opportunity to, to go back-to-back in grand finals uh, to basically out the door. Mm. And that opened the door, in my opinion, to Ben Cummings, who really took the position and, and has run with it. So do you think it's more demoralising to be dropped as a ref or as a player? Um, as a ref is really demoralising. Um, you know, players have all their mates around them and, and mm. Will Chambers is a good example. You know, Will Chambers was dropped towards the end of the season. Um, and basically, you know, to be dropped at that stage meant that he, he was on the outer, really, um, and his future at the club straight away was talked about. Uh, but he had his mates around him. Referees, uh, it's often been said, don't have too many mates. Yeah, it's a lonely job uh, sometimes. You basically got to deal with the disappointment yourself, and, and that can be really difficult. Um, it, it falls on your family to give you support rather than uh, your teammates. I'm going to, uh, Big T again, I'm going to, I'm going to shift us back to happier times. The... Um, <clears throat> Talking about the old days, I was looking at some statistics and you started in 83 and the first 10 or so games, you've got about 2,000 people at each game, as, yep. was, the, as yep. was the style of the time. But then in 84, June 24th, you've got South and St. George and there are 15,000 people there. So yep. that's an insane increase in the amount of people you're normally in front of. And then 50, do you remember that game? Like, do you remember that yeah, really being I, different? I, I do. That was my first team or second TV game. I think it was my first oh. Sunday TV game, um, and it was different. You know, you're quite right. The first game we did was at Lidcombe Oval, um, was Cronulla versus West, and there were just over two thousand people there. Yeah. Can you imagine a rugby league game now with, with only two thousand people? You know, Ma- people comment about the crowd sizes. They yeah. call them yeah. Titans matches, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I went to I went to the at Leichhardt Oval the at the NRLW the St George played the Roosters and there was a bit over two thousand people and I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it because there was you know yeah. space for me, but um. But you're right. Week to week, day to day, that's that's you know un- inconceivable at the moment. Um, yeah, and, and the, the great memory of that particular game was the Terry Lamb. Uh, that was my very first game in first grade. Terry right. Lamb was playing for West. Yeah, yeah, and wow. Went to Canterbury the next year, and Terry Lamb played in my very last game. Oh wow, that's incredible. <laughs> so, it is. It's, it's remarkable. He's, the book he's is captain of the Bulldogs in that grand final in '94. So, uh, and again, you know, the, the game is made up of. of all of those statistics and it's amazing how they align sometimes. And yeah, wow. I've got a big league program of my first game with Terry Lamb in it and then a, a big league program my last game and Terry Lamb was in that wow, as well. Wow, that's incredible. Greg, um, I, I just wanted to, um, I know the last time we spoke, you talked about when you were refing, um, not over-regulating the match and you used to talk about candidates you knew might cause you trouble. Uh, for example, Mark Geyer comes to mind. I think you said, you know, you keep an eye on him or you keep an eye on Ben Elias in the scrum, for example. Yep. If you were refing today and doing the 2019 grand final, which candidates would you think you'd have to keep a particular eye on? Well, in, in those days, keeping an eye on them meant basically saving them from themselves <laughs> in terms of um, you know, probably getting into incidents that may lead to being shinbit or, or sent off. Um, and also in that era, there was um, you know, a fair amount of aggression and 
players to take things into their own hands um, without without fear because uh, if it was serious, he'd be sent off. But most likely the referee would deal with it on the field, as I mentioned early on. I think in the sort of game that we've got coming up on the weekend, um, you've got to look after, in terms of the rules, uh, players that are going to have a significant impact on the game. Uh, Cooper Cronks, for example, you've got to ensure that he doesn't get um, knocked over late or get hit um, you know, I'd appreciate that as a Roosters fan, thanks, Greg. <laughs> yeah. You can make that happen for me. Yeah, and, and you know, they're, the, they're the important things. And I think that you've got to um, ensure that it's safe out on the field for the players. The game these days, as we said, is highly regulated. It's highly regulated judiciary too-wise. You know, the match review committee pours over uh, every tackle, mm. gets viewed and, and analysed. And, um, whilst you may get away with things on the field, you certainly... It doesn't um, mean that you get away with them uh, once the game's over. But So there's the challenge there because a grand final is the, the last game of the season. So you've got to ensure that you control what goes on out there. So your Jareds and your BJ Le Lewis, who have, <laughs> uh, they can uh, um, play up a bit. They're yep. the ones you've got to keep an eye on. 100%. BJ Lalu would be definitely uh, not in my periphery, that's for sure. Let's get more fireworks out there this yeah. weekend. <laughs> exactly. He's a terrific player, but um, he does have a short fuse, and that image of him running three or four metres to uh, drop his knees into a player yeah. uh, towards the end of the, the season, I, I didn't think did him any justice or the club. Mm. Greg, I mean, obviously they know they've taken the biff out of the game, but what do you make of people being sin-binned for what looks to be a particularly aggressive pinch, like they're very, like they're almost not even slaps, are they? Like a couple of times, someone might have had their eyelash grazed, and suddenly yeah. they find themselves in the sin bin. Is ten minutes in the bin too big a penalty for plucking someone's eyebrow? I guess is what I'm asking. Oh, absolutely. I, look, I, I made a comment, and I, I don't know whether people would have agreed with me, but I, I didn't think the Sandburger should have been charged for pulling his hair. You know, I think. That's an example of the referee controlling it on the field. Mm. Um, you know, perhaps if there were other incidents in the game that had drawn uh, Sam Burgess's attention to you, you may well have put him in the bin for that. But to be charged for it afterwards, and that, and that created that um, furor, you know, with um, you know, him being charged. And, and, of course, people only see it as him being charged for pulling a hair. Yeah. It's not about his record or anything else, which is the true uh, reason why he was suspended. So for you, Greg, so, hair pulling is okay? Yeah, look, look I, I, I don't... My view is that there are minor incidents that take place mm. that a referee can deal with on the field. A penalty on the field is still part of the referee's uh, armoury, yeah. um, and it doesn't always need to be a sin bin. And that's why I keep going on about the five minutes. Yeah. Uh, sin bin. I think ten minutes is far too harsh for some of those things that happen. What if it was? If, sorry, Greg. What if it was the pulling of pubic hair? Does that change well, the game a little bit? Slightly different. Um, I probably think that the bunker might have to have a close look at that one. Maybe not too close a look. That's that's outrageous, Greg, and I love it. Tell me, why is um, touch judging better than refereeing? Uh, touch judging is not better than refereeing. Oh come on! I uh, I, I personally am a touch judge and in love it. Well, back in my day, everyone started off as a referee. Yeah. And then um, somewhere along the journey, you were offered a flag. And if you are offered a flag, it was because 
those in charge didn't think you could be oh. a first-grade referee. That's how touch judges became touch judges. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, because, a little bit different now. Um, there is a, a career path where up-and-coming referees do tend to uh, spend some time right. uh, on the sideline or on the touchline to, um, to be part of the learning process of refereeing. Mm. Yeah, but okay, well, let me tell you the right answer. The, the reason is because the um, touch judges get to watch the game from the best perspective, but then you don't have to have the horrible pressure of the telegraph the next day. So you're still part of the process, yeah. you're still so close, you're still making decisions. Um, yeah, but you don't have to get in trouble. Well, you could argue how many decisions they actually make now. Yeah, know? true. They don't make too many, and I think that's the part of what I'd like to, to see change, that touch judges go back to actually making decisions and um you know i think the pressure's put on the bunker all the time mm. when in fact touch judges who are in the best position to see things uh, could make a decision and uh, and that could go towards um the referee's decision on the field yeah right rather than just point upstairs and say we're going to refer it all the time they don't make too many decisions touch judges now, can I also um ask you a completely bizarre question do you remember a bears player called adrian tool you're allowed to send yes, that. Oh, great. Well, are you aware that he... He crashed my I was just about to bring that exact same thing up. Well done. Because it appears that he's getting 10 in the bin in his, um, in his card. And that's been given by uh, yours truly. So I can't believe that. Uh... And your beard, by the way, I'm not sure if you remember this card, but your beard is magnificent in this photo. Yeah, well, that's true. But he hasn't got there yet. Well, you've still got it, though. That's great. That you've I've still, still got it, yeah. Have you, have you spoken to him at all about the card? Spoken to Adrian? Uh, yeah, I've been a conversation with him about it, yeah. He said, yeah. Uh, you know, he, what he argued about was that he shouldn't have been sent to the Sinbin anyway. He's still arguing about it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. years, it's been, there's been a photograph, the card's been printed, everything's done, yeah. it's, someone's chewing the gum and he's still telling you he shouldn't have been. What was it for? I think he might have backchatted me at some stage. <laughs> well, that's an excellent reason to, to bin people, and that should happen more often. In fact, that's I think great. that's what Cam Smith got binned for. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, the night that he didn't want to leave the field. He yeah. hadn't been bin before, so he didn't know how to quite cross the touchline. Yeah, and he, he's been sin bin since, which is also yes, great. Uh, do you know him? What's your take on him? Because most of the rugby league community seems to really um, be funny about Cam Smith, but I, I'm still trying to work it out. How do you feel about him? Yeah, I, I share your view. I, I don't know because mm. he's such a great player, um, but he does draw attention to himself on the field. Mm. And, you know, to, to rub his knuckles against the, uh, the player's ears, mm. I thought was pretty ordinary, you know. And, and it's almost as though he does it to... Uh, to provoke yeah. actions. And he already knows uh, that we're all looking at him and he still does that kind of weirdness. Yeah, but I think that's part of his um, personality. And, you know, he, he's a great player. You know, to play 400 games and mm. continue to dominate matches. There are matches there where Melbourne Storm look down and out, but Cameron Smith is the player that rallies them around and they run off the back of him. So it's no doubt he's been one of the great players to play the game and in a long line of um, tummy halves or hookers that uh, developed, you know, from back from Benny Elias through to Steve Walters, mm. um, Danny Badiris and, and Cameron Smith now is that sort of um, the player 
um, that really has dominated the game in that position. One other thing I was going to ask about that, though, was he, the whole thing around his the stuff that happens off the field, like with his wife getting rings and, and he's getting yeah. crystal trophies. That all seems to just be the NRL mis, possibly misreading how the fans are feeling about him. Yeah, look, I think there is this view that the fans have that um, and supporters have of him being um, perhaps favoured. Yeah. Um, yeah, that might really be it. Difficult. You know, he was he was given a testimonial, yeah, um, along with Jonathan Thurston, and great idea to do. But then other players have been knocked back on testimonials yeah. and probably deserve them, yeah, as equally, if not more than than those two guys. You yeah. know, and, and John Sutton, the, John Sutton was given one, and it wasn't televised, or we didn't know anything about yeah, it. But the, those other no, two were televised live, and I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah, and that's the issue, I think. You know, it's part of. Sometimes it's all those things that happen that somebody's not really keeping an eye on to say, well, you know, if, you know, and Craig Bellamy's an ex- example. He comes out and, and can't understand why Cameron Smith is treated the way he is mm. by, by the media and, or, and, and fans in particular. But, you know, sometimes there are things happening there that, that don't sit well with yeah. the supporters. Yeah. Mate, I couldn't have you on without asking you about the stripping rule. Um, you know, this has obviously been a major talking point um, from a referee standpoint this year. I need to know, are you for it or are you against it? I think it's impossible to rule on. I really think that, you know, to have a, a rule now that's been completely um, bastardised by the teams, by players dropping off tackles, that's not what rugby league's about. Rugby no. league is about putting the player to the ground and um, but not going through this facade of making a tackle and Pulling out, I, I don't know what the answer is. You know, if, if you criticise something, you should have an answer for it. But mm. I don't know where they go with it because it's look. It adds a bit of um, excitement to the game and, and a bit of um, um, yeah, un, in unpredictability. Yeah. But the referees are in a very very difficult circumstance to try and rule on it. It, it seems to me, Greg, that it sort of muddies the water a little bit. It makes it harder to, to adjudicate on. But as you said, it does mix things up. Is there yeah. a chance that just to strike an equal balance, that if someone does successfully strip the ball off someone, that they can't score unless they themselves strip nude? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that might be something to consider, isn't it? It's, the it's, bunker um, replays, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bunker might have to be banned in that scenario, Greg. <laughs> yeah, but... they could be, yeah. could be. <laughs> Mate, uh, look, I don't... Certainly, no, certainly no replays. <laughs> Definitely no slow-mos. Um, look, we won't keep you for too much longer, Greg, but um, we can't have you on without asking you. The grand final's taking place on Sunday. Who do you think's yep. going to win and why? I think they'll go back-to-back, the Roosters. Um, I think their experience uh, will carry them through from last year. They've got a fit Cooper Cronk. He was unfit last year, but still played a major part in the game. Um, they've got the bulk of their players ready to go. And the Raiders, I still think there's a question mark over their temperament. I think they haven't been put under pressure in recent games in terms of their discipline. I think the Roosters will do that. I think the the Raiders will be looking for um, to make early inroads into the Roosters. And the Roosters' big thing about them this year compared to previous years is their defence. Their defence is super tight now and really difficult to to get through as Melbourne Storm found out. Yeah. And like, I think that's where the Raiders could get frustrated. 
It's like the Israeli West Bank at the moment, isn't it? It's, uh, it's unbreachable. <laughs> it so so it's, it's the Roosters for me. I, I think they're probably a, a two-try better side than the Raiders at this stage of uh, both teams' development. I think the Raiders uh, have done a great job. Uh, two years ago, you couldn't pick them to do anything. You know, they were so inconsistent. Along with the Warriors, they were the most inconsistent side, really. Mm. But um, but I think they've improved a lot. I think the English players coming over has been fantastic. Um, the opportunity that they've got. And obviously, they've done well to get to the grand final. But I, I think the Roosters are just a little bit experienced uh, and probably a little bit more um, firepower. Greg, I love the way you think, and uh, that check is coming in the mail, don't you worry, as a proud Roosters fan. Uh, do we have any final questions for Greg before he goes? Look, Greg, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Um, that was some fantastic insights, and especially from a, a refereeing perspective, we don't often get that perspective, and as you said, sometimes that's a lonely uh, prism to look th- at the game through, so uh, appreciate yeah, your views. It is, it is and, but it's given me a, a wonderful insight into the game um, over the years. Uh, and it certainly helped me when I was in, in administration in the UK, um, understanding how referees think and working with the clubs because the clubs certainly don't think uh, understand how referees think sometimes. So mm. I was sort of trying to get the balance between the two. Well, mate, hopefully we can do a bit of a post-mortem after we, uh, the Roosters have a smashing win. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, the, enjoy your time up uh, on the coast, mate, and uh, we'll sp- speak you. soon. Bye. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. What a lovely bloke. Good bloke, right? Yeah. For a referee. No. For a <laughs> now, um, as someone who uh, referees Big sure. T, um, how did you find the insights of Greg McCullum? Do you think he's on track? Obviously, there was an interesting bit of um, friction between the two of you when it came to touch judging. Yeah, well, um, I'm a lot and- lazier than him. I think that's really what it is. <laughs> no, I mean, he... Uh, what do I think of it? I'm just listening in awe. I'm trying to take in everything he says because mm. what he's saying is... Um, a lot smarter than anything I can think. So, so I'm just trying to soak it all in. Um, I did. I hope it didn't. I hope it didn't ruin that first bit. But I took my headphones off to listen to him stupidly, not realizing of I course did. it's going to come through the headphones. I did wonder why you did that. Yeah, and then everyone was telling me put the fucking phone closer to the microphone. So of course I didn't know that wasn't happening. So thanks, Shirls. You did a great job with that. I hope I didn't ruin the first answer. My question was brilliant. So I hope his answer. Um, was there. Shirley, were you as equally as impressed as I was that Big T had brought such a high level of research to those questions? There was a cracker in there about the playing card. Yeah, and I love the fact that he has uh, <laughs> what appears to be a photographic memory of his entire career because he knew so exactly great. who you were talking about. That is such so, that is something. Sorry, that was a question to you, go. It's right. I'm used to being spoken over. <laughs> <this house. laughs> yeah, my bad. But not by me. So, so, so. <laughs> this is the first for you. Um, no, I, 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 I've seen you... Aim and do a little bit of prep. Mm. Sometimes it's about 20 minutes worth. I feel like maybe Big T spent his week like <laughs> scouring the like internet for anything Greg McCollum related. Just hoping someone asks me anything. <laughs> it's been years. Hoping someone asks me, uh, gives me an opportunity to talk to Greg. Is this but how you prepare to go to parties? It should be. Oh, wouldn't that I'm be amazing? Invited, I'm not ever invited to parties, but if I ever am, I will do stuff like this. Every attendee should have a big tea with them because he has a dossier on every person do who's there. Do you like rugby league? No. Can I ask you some obscure question about a referee from the 80s? But I'd love... I think that happens often. Often when I speak to ex-players or people involved with the game, you say to them, oh, what about this game in 94? Mm. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. How? How do you... No idea. Is that insane? Oh, that's just great. I love that Shelley, you live with me and I barely remember last week a lot of the time. Yeah, um, but you do remember ridiculous things mm. from 
like male brain. Um, it's just a it's a very selective machine, isn't it? Now, while we're talking about that, Shells, I have a question for you <gasps> to get us oh, on the track. Yes. Go, go for it. What's the worst thing you could do to the trophy when you win it? So Melbourne wins it twenty twenty. Yeah. You're invited to the after party, Obby. Yeah. You're there with the trophy. You're getting a photo. Yeah. Um, Cameron Smith's telling you this is my last year, so you know, let's get a photo together. Let's remember it. And yeah. you go, no, Cameron, let's do something else. Yeah. What's the worst thing you think you could do with it? So to on, that trophy on the trophy every year. I'm like I don't. Oh, I haven't looked at the trophy that much because it's as a okay. Melbourne supporter, it's a fair way away. Um, and you often got it. So what, I'll look at it next year. I'll look at it next year. It's always, yeah. always in Melbourne. But like in my head, you know when you're in primary school and you get like your sports team wins the shield and they put those little gold mm. labels with your yeah. – like, does that happen to the NRL trophy? Let's go with yes because I think you're what I pivots would on do, that. It does. It yeah. 100% does. I'd go through and I'd pick – all of the other teams like winning little badges off so that it was only the Melbourne ones wow. left. Wow. And that's, I guess, tend about to vandalism, isn't it, mm. T? I mean, that's airbrushing history. And the incredible thing about you suggesting that is that we did it to Melbourne in 07 and 09 <laughs> when you cheated and we, <laughs> we literally picked off the years that you won it. And you want to do that to everybody else. But that yeah, makes sense. But like they didn't put the other teams back on, did they? No. Yeah. And this is uh, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Do you mm. give it to the team that lost Parramatta in 09 because they, never, they haven't won one since the 80s? Or do you go, well, you sh- everyone... Who it's Melbourne a, beat on the way should have also been up there. So do they beat Paramount? Yeah, it's a very... It's, it's a, a f- lesson to learn. Mm. Personally, I think that uh, those missing years uh, should be posthumously dedicated to the Newtown Jets. Why? Uh, uh, because <laughs> they were unfairly kicked out of the competition. No. And as we can see in the inner west, Blue Bags merch is extremely ubiquitous. It's fucking everywhere. You Did can't they, get away from it. They won the grand final last weekend. They've yes. won the New South Wales grand final. Great job bang, bang, that. bang. Yes. That's amazing knowledge. And they're taking on the Burley Bears on grand final day. Your pre-sex trivia is working. It's the best way for it to sink in. And the best thing about me saying that is you can't edit out the bit that she said before. Or <laughs> so Nailed it. It has to go. has to go into the final cut, unfortunately. Um, but no, I mean, that is actually a very good recall. But I just think that uh, for a club that w- was so close for so long and they had a lot of tumultuous times. Mm. It might be nice to, uh, because obviously Melbourne Storm ruined it mm. for two years, mm. um, effectively. We're not the only people who have ruined it. It's just yeah. that we happen to be the only... Roosters, get ready <laughs> yeah, for your... thank you. <laughs> and I actually think that we would have won them anyway. Well, that's what Cameron Smith and Billy Slater like to say. Mm. And this is the thing that I think sticks in people's throat the most, is the fact that not only have these premierships been stripped from them, mm. rightfully, because, mm. you know, they cheated, but they both they all go around celebrating as if they've still got it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what people hate. That kills me. To yeah. be fair, they did win the grand final game. Yeah. yeah. I but, mean, they won it, sure. Yeah. But in the same way that I could win a game of... <laughs> See the paper rock and I don't let you play. I just do it with my hands and I yeah. tell you that was you. I mean, to I could fair, cheat that, and win. That is what it's like to yeah. play Paramount these days. <laughs> okay. Do you have a, what was, what's the worst thing you would do to a Oh coffee? gosh, you know, I didn't have anything prepared necessarily. Um, but I, I guess uh, the reason I thought that came uh, to mind is I think there has been some stories uh, yeah. where the, the Premiership Trophy has um, almost met with foul play. And yeah. I know when I spoke to Robbie O'Davis, he told me that uh, in the Newcastle Great Celebration in 1997, that when Paul Harrigan held it aloft uh, in front of a crowd of hundreds of thousands, well, I'm probably exaggerating, but a lot of people, yeah. that he very nearly dropped it from a great height. And 
it would have been a very different headline that day mm. had uh, Paul Harrigan inadvertently crushed several fans. Mm. Um, and so that strikes me, T, as a bad thing to do with the trophy. In Newcastle. Kill your fans. Well, yeah, yeah it's probably par for the course. Yeah, well, um, yeah. But well still. I just think there's so many fans in Newcastle, there have been a lot of deaths. <laughs> I'm, and I'm slowly making a way to a very bad joke about how you have no fans and if they did it, you know, <laughs> you, blah, blah, blah. You've ambled your way yeah. to a rooster joke. <laughs> well, I didn't like it. It's such an easy joke. Don't the roosters have some crazy, and this is, like, I could be very wrong and it, maybe this trivia stat didn't quite stick the way you wanted it okay. to. Ew. Don't stick <laughs> as well. Sorry. <laughs> still in the bedroom. It didn't, <laughs> don't the roosters have some crazy rate of increase in fans? Or is that not right? Like, you mean in the last year? Yeah. Um, uh, I think that our, our general membership uh, campaign has gone pretty well, but I don't know if it's crazy necessarily. I think we're... Maybe that was just you boasting one probably. day about them being better than everybody else, That's, like usual. Again, more foreplay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we, this is how we roll. Membership's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, it's closer to the truth than you think. But no, um, so that that's obviously a bad thing. And I think, T, you uh, came into some possession of some knowledge on Twitter today. Yeah. Uh, something to do with Canberra, is that right? Yeah. Uh, allegedly, Mal Meninga dropped it. Oh, Mal Meninga maybe fixed it. Canberra broke it, is, is the point. The Raiders <laughs> oh, broke it. Oh, that's right. Yes. I think it was, no, actually, I think it was Laurie Daly broke it. And then, and then the magic of a towel, in the same way that you might put all your problems under a pile of sheets and then hope that they get better, <laughs> yeah. Canberra wrapped it in a towel and it seemed to work because... It knitted back together, yeah. did it? <laughs> so through the magic of... Like Norm Proven and Arthur Summons just yeah. rejoined. Hugged each other tighter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, was I, well, am I right there? I thought I uh, saw that it was potentially Laura Daly uh, hanging outside of a car or something. Yeah, but he's drinking with it, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, they're saying, yeah. you know. Well, you reckon he was hitting letterboxes with it? Yes. Like at 90 k's an oh, hour? That's such it's a, a better Canberra story. Canberra thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it would be, you know. Is it? I just think of Kiefer Sutherland now to stand by me. Weird movie reference, but I've been thinking of that with Laurie Daly smashing things yeah. with the would have been the Winfield Cup. Does it happen? Then, it? Yeah. Does it happen in that movie? I only know it in Dazed and Confused. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there are many references, mm. but this one oh, of Letterbox pro- probably two. Yeah, and we've <laughs> nailed I'm, them both. If I'm stretched, oh, this podcast is good. <laughs> I know. You think you're wandering away with just information about league? Well, we've got a surprise for you. Now uh, I had. Wait, um, hang on a second. Sorry, sorry. You don't get out of that. What are you doing? Oh, to great! I was just about to do that. So, so <laughs> I have one that was a lame joke, which was the worst thing you could do to the trophy is win it for Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> but then I went up with a more of a voluntary tackle weird vibe, and I went with if you put it next to your toilet and use it as the thing to work at if your ass is clean Ooh. after shitting. And do oh. you, do you, I'm I'm hoping that you also. You obviously wipe your ass, but then do you have the one that you then nominate as uh, I'm checking you to see if we're done? <laughs> wow. I mean, I think that my uh, my process... I should ask Chester, actually. Chester's <laughs> going to know. What really... Well, it's funny. You can merge those two things because occasionally we've been out of toilet paper, but Chester's been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've seen, you've seen a cat that looks white and brown. Well, it didn't start out like that, T. Um, but what I will say is I think that's a great idea, but you'd have to sh- keep it shiny, obviously, so you yeah. can see some reflection. Someone else needs to clean it. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Could you see that happening in our household? What I must say is we spoke before about there being a wide berth around me being in the bathroom, mm. and I'm going to stick to that. We're going to keep the wide berth on my <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, bathroom okay. palette. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. The only thing that, that comes to mind is I think that the worst thing you could probably do with a trophy is to give it to Bryce Cartwright because mm. um, the chances are the trophy in time uh, would become quite diseased because yeah. we know he's an anti-vaxxer. Great. There'd be a chance that at some point uh, Norm Proven's uh, image would have his 
penis infected um, and it would eventually <laughs> drop off. I didn't um, spoke about anti-vaxxers in this house. Certainly comes to mind. Um, another topic that I thought we could touch off on, um, team. I don't know why I'm calling you a yeah, team. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah let's that. touch off. Okay, yeah. are, we, are we ready, gang? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very odd. Uh, but uh, the women's grand final, we've, we've mm. talked about this off air, is actually uh, for the first time this year becoming a curtain raiser uh, for the grand final on Sunday. And it got us to thinking that maybe this is a, this obviously a new thing, maybe there are other new things that the NRL haven't investigated yet to have as a, pr- as a, as a curtain raiser to the grand final. What else could we suggest to potentially get the crowds all fired up? Have you got any suggestions? I would love a bloopers reel. <gasps> oh my god, that's a great idea. <laughs> okay, wait. Holy <laughs> shit, that's a great idea. Because highlights are already great. Yeah, oh, no. I know. Bloopers reel before yes. the game. All of the crap things that all of the players have done all year. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so annoyed that I'm going second. Oh, yeah. that, <laughs> I just want that to happen. That's a, you know I've talked about legitimately good ideas having no place on this yeah. show. Um, how dare you? But you that's know, a great idea. I do love this, and I got this double today. So sometimes I get this like double take when I have something clever to say about NRL. Like, oh, you've, sho- you've shocked so yourself. She knows something. Mm. But I get that response from both of you now. Like I've come up with. Oh, that wasn't because it was you. I'm just so annoyed that it hasn't happened yet. It seems like now such an obvious thing to yeah. be doing. Or before of any game, they should do all you, have bloopers. Before. Do you think that maybe the Ben Hunt drop? Or maybe just that on loop. Could start it co- off. Like <laughs> that's, that's the... See, I think we need to steer... Cl- well, I don't know if the grand final players are watching it, but I just think grand final bloopers might be a bad omen. Mm. Also, well, I'm worried about that bloke's mental health. That uh, that moment, allegedly, he laughs yeah. a lot now when you'd feel like he's not really laughing. He's not I'm laughing along with because you. Because he's yeah. still thinking about that moment. Well, it's Fair. funny you put a really downward edge on it because I had Thanks other jokes. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a serious point that needed to be made. But I will say this. When you said Ben Hunt's drop, I remember thinking straight away, which one? Because obviously uh, he does that fairly yeah. routinely in, in all of his games. What about Ferguson when he keeps like running into people? Um, when he's you say running that, into he's people, he's done that a few times when he was playing at fullback. Oh, you like, mean running into his own player? Yeah, was yes. It, was it looking? Kept running into, or the storm player who played the ball in the wrong direction? Oh yeah, these are all like, absolute so must. Much gold out yeah. There. Yep, I love it. And you know what you could do? You could have uh, Benny Hill music playing over the top, <laughs> or some kind of circus tune, uh, or if you want juxtaposition, something sinister. Depends on what way you take it. Yeah. T, what do you see as a, a bit of a curtain raise? I know I you're following a, now. a legitimately good <laughs> suggestion. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and this is really bad because mine is mine's a short Pixar kind of heartfelt, lovely movie. You know how you get those like three-minute ones before the actual movie starts and it might have the characters from other teams that aren't playing? But again, that's just a short movie. I want to end now before the bloopers start. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not really going to work. But the other thing is that there's often chat of like a mini Olympics or like running or, or some kind of thing that yeah. the top bot- the bottom eight players should do and i still love that idea i love that but yeah i think maybe like paintball or something like take them to the next level and often there's these ridiculous connections between rugby league and, and war and so let's put them like almost in that i love it is do we build a coliseum yes there should be lions <laughs> actually yeah some kind of animal they've already made that it's called bank west um <laughs> and that's it. it is virtually tantamount to a True. modern coliseum in fact i challenge rome to compare its architecture <laughs> with Parramatta. And they um, are close listeners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. Even just like chicken with a with a 
some kind of eagle. That chicken with an eagle is actually a stupid term. But yeah. if you have a bird that's going to fly at you and one of you needs to stop first, it mm. could even be a chicken. Yeah. Um, and then just see players from the bottom eight. What are they going to do? I think that's that could after the after the. Um, bloopers, because everybody still wants them. Right. Get them on a high, and then take them way down. Yeah. Get them really dark. When you say bottom eight, do you mean like the, the bottom eight teams? Yeah. yeah, I want to see the. Or do you want do the something. bottom eight players? Fan choice, bottom eight players. Holy shit! Yeah. Yes, that's what I want. If I know that they're in paintball, I then am voting for people I want to yeah. see get shot. Well, do you know it's this funny what excellent. you're saying because when you mentioned paintball, say I thought what a great idea. If one of the teams was armed with live ammunition, but they, no one <gasps> no, knew it. No. And then suddenly you'd go, wow, there's a lot of red paint yeah. going on out there. Um, and, and that would G me up yeah. for the game. But it probably says a lot about me rather than everyone else. And I haven't read You're Hunger Games, that. but is that how it started? That sounds like how... I think it did start at, at Bank West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a memory. I, 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 it, I'm still a bit rusty on yeah. the details, but... Pretty sure that's it. I, I think just uh, I loved your idea of having teams outside of the eight, and I remember thinking, well, the Titans we all know has a, had a shocker year. Um, you know, as bad as Japan in the mid forties, frankly. Um, so I thought, what if we finally give them some wins, right, and have them play? I don't know the Cloverly Crocs under nines. Yeah. You probably have to super their players up a little bit. Ash Taylor would have to try because otherwise they're going <laughs> to yeah. get done. But you know that would be would that would be horrible. A result if they actually got done by the under nines. Yeah. But you see where I'm going. Clovelly Crocs have been great this year. <laughs> They're in the league that I referee, so Clovelly's been great. But, they show um, more heart than the Titans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Also, I'd be very much worried, because I thought you were going with the Titans could win the paintball thing, and, and I'd be worried that the back end, when they realise they're not going to make the finals, they then start training for the paintball, and then you end up seeing that kind of leak into their game a bit. Yeah. They and do they, live in the right part of the country to be training mm, for that kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Handguns are mandatory. Eek. Um, so yeah, you'd probably have a bit of a, bit of a problem there. Uh, have we got any other ideas that might g up the crowd before we push on to our next little segment? I think we've we'd probably milk that for everything it's worth. I think if we keep going past bloopers, we're idiots. <laughs> exactly. Shall um, we that section? No, we'll probably just go skip forward a little bit here. So um, unusual events in grand finals. Yeah. Uh, so last year we had someone with a broken scapula come and turn up and decide to play. That's quite unusual. And it's happened a few times. Ben Hunt, let's bring it up again, 2015, <laughs> um, dropped the ball, which turned out to be the Premiership Trophy. Yeah. What about um, the Sam Burgess broken jaw? Sam, yeah, exactly. Well done. In what year? Oh, it's dead air. It's dead air. 16? <laughs> Close. 2014. You were, you, were, you, were, you were not far away. You were actually in the 2016 Grand Final. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you lost the show. Sorry, I was in too many of them. I can't remember. <laughs> it's oh, hard well, to keep well going. <laughs> Um, so when it comes to the grand final this Sunday, uh, have we got any ideas about what unusual events we would love to see take place on the field? I'm going to go first because yours is going to be better than mine. Right. <laughs> go for it, T. Um, so first of all, my favourite my favorite penalty, which is when you are offside from the kickoff. So they blow the whistle to kick off, they kick off and they blow the whistle going, you, you overran it ever so slightly. Anti-climax. And, and the best thing about it is that if you listen closely, every referee always says time your run so they they're constantly reminding them mm. which and they for some reason need to do about rules all the time and one of them is even at the kickoff please don't be offside and when they are and they blow the whistle it's so excellent and then everyone has this slow tide of the entire field having to shift it's excellent I so a, a genuine question i need to ask someone who has a referee brain mm-hmm. but like should referees be instructing players on how not to break the rules because it's, it's, shouldn't it's, that just be instinctive I, it's it's a question i put to them once during a, a training session with the nrl 
and also that they they run on the assumption. The first premise was that they run on the assumption that everyone's constantly trying to cheat. Mm. And and I said, should we really be assuming that? And they said, oh, yes. Have 100%. you seen the Melbourne Storm? Yeah, There's yeah. a precedent. Hey. Yeah. And and so they and so then the the not doing it. And you spend time with small children. And I'm not trying to say that players have the same intellect as small children. But if you say to them small reminders as well, like mm. put, make sure you put your shoes on before we go. Are your shoes on? Let's have a look at our feet. Shoes aren't on. Come on, let's do that now. <laughs> That's more likely to get something to happen and just go, remember the rule is shoes on yeah. before you go. And so as a referee or touch judge, when you just say things like hands away, they're, they're instinctual people. They're, mm. I think because they're not thinking, they're just doing. When you say small things like hold, 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 go, instead yeah. of just assuming that everyone will go when the play of the ball <laughs> happens, they need all of that constant... Um, instruction. I love it. I think you're right. Now that I think about it, NRL players are very much like toddlers, yeah. aren't they? They no. do need that kind <coughs> views of... Views are our own. No, I love I that idea. Believe, that's yeah. the thing that I said, views are my own. Yeah, the out of all the things. things. Yeah, shooting people, I'm more worried about that. <laughs> I like where your line is mm. because it's not linear. No, I wasn't, I wasn't finished. So <laughs> no, fight please. between own team members. I would love to see BJ really shit off Croker and they're on yeah. the other sides of the field and he just goes, for fuck's sake, it's a grand final. I'm never going to have another one. Yeah pull your ass in and he says make me you know and then they have that they slap each other yep. as as and or pinch each other aggressively as you <laughs> pointed out before and i would love to see that actually maybe not raiders maybe no actually no definitely raiders because bin win if you get someone sim binned yep. you would then become more likely to win so i'd love to see the raiders deliberately <laughs> fight each other this as a, a tactic yes someone gets sim binned <gasps> And I, can I tell you, the first thing that jumps out at me is you, the choice of players that you pick for that scenario. Um, clearly, Croker is being killed in that scenario. Mm. I mean, I think BJ Lalua picks him up and uses him some kind of glorified toothpick. Mm. That's the only way I can see it coming because I think the weight differential, Shirley, is about 180 kilos. Would you Lelua's like to see... Yeah. Sorry? Lalua's a freak. Yeah. yeah, he's a massive man. Um, but if So they wouldn't get into some kind of mutual melee, is what no. I'm saying. It would be... Assault. But I can imagine that Croker would come over as a captain, as a you know facade captain, as we were talking yeah. before, and try and say something to him, and you know that's what kicks off. You're not a captain, you know, and that kind of thing. And and the media would love that because there's such good guy, bad guys there. They need the narrative. The post, yeah, the, and Fatty Vorton would be would be frothing over it. My last one though, and you're going to hate this one, but if it happens, you're actually in 20 years going to love it. Mm. There's a penalty. <clears throat> that the Roosters are down 6-8 and if they kick it, we go into golden time. However, yep. sorry, it's the other way around. You're winning 8-6. You kick a penalty to try and push you out even further. I've oh, got right. the scores all wrong. Can I just read it? Look down. Yes. So, <laughs> if you, you're you up by 6. Yes. If you kick this, you're going to be up by 8, which is why you're taking the penalty. Beyond a converted. Love it. You, uh, Latrell lines it up, <coughs> hits the post, ricochets into the in goal and then Canberra score... An oh. insane Harlem Globetrotters try that put us then equal in the golden point. I don't care who wins, but I just love the idea of you kicking a penalty to win it and it's actually the thing that puts you in a golden point. Do you know what's funny? That the actually theatre. The theatre of that moment and the fact that I know of a time in my head where Canberra did that, not in the grand final, but they were playing Newcastle, I think it was, <gasps> and they went for a goal and it missed and it didn't go dead and they ran through and scored and won the game. In a in a, in a, in a real game. I think it was about Are we just three years sex? ago. You, you're giving me trivia on sport and I'm liking it. <laughs> I know. Um, we'll look that up. That's I, a... I guess because it's so unusual, it's stuck in my head. Mm. A bit like some weird Audi beer is stuck in my throat. <laughs> um, no, I didn't bring this up. That I, You're drinking Audi beer. I'm drinking the Foster's can signed by 
Chip Jones. I just Shout out, Chippy. Yeah, from a grant from some competition that I won from the volunteer. <laughs> and I'm also drying my um, my wet lips with a West Tigers <laughs> um, napkin. I couldn't remember what they were. So yeah, that's right. Isn't that great? And that is just the kind of perks that you can expect when you realize. come to the voluntary tackle. Yep. You know, you get your Tigers napkins and occasionally <laughs> we let you urinate in a cat's toilet. Classy <laughs> establishment. Which is what we offer here. Um, babe, do you have any suggestions for weird things that might you, you want to see occur in a grand final? It can be anything. I just, like, I feel like grand finals are weird enough. Like, there's always this mm. weird vibe around it. Maybe that's just because I live with you when you... Because like, I go weird. You go yeah. weird. Um, although maybe the weird thing is that you're calm. Well, excited. <laughs> maybe that's the weird thing for us. But... I don't know. And firework in someone's eye wouldn't go straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was weird. What if they ban fireworks? At, what if they ban the fireworks yeah. at the grand final because of Leilua? Um, oh, look, to be honest, I think because it was Leilua, everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. So it'd be, an, it'd be actually a reason to then direct the fireworks at him on purpose from here on in because when it hit him in the eye, and I, I should, probably shouldn't be um, taking so much glean, because he's okay, he was I okay, can laugh yeah. at it. Weirdest yeah. game ever. If he was blinded in one eye, can I just put a little bit of a preamble here? I wouldn't be laughing about this. But because he's walked away relatively unscathed and he's only very mildly singed uh, part of his retina, <laughs> um, I feel like it's it's fodder for jokes. Um, so what I'm saying is let's direct as many explosives at BJ Lalua as we can. Mm. Um, and as a red, white and blue man, I'd endorse that. Has there ever been a time when there's been so many injuries in a grand final that there hasn't been a full team? That's Great excellent. Question. Yes. So Should you'd like to Greg. see five on four. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Greg back I'm going to go with no. Or, you know when you play touch football and if you're winning by too much, they start taking away your players. Mm. The mercy rule. Is mm. that going to happen? Um, That's a great yeah. thing that they should do. Well, no, I think they should do that in extra time. Some people keep telling me that's terrible for injuries, which I'm happy to accept. But instead of going to Golden Point, they go every minute you need to take a player off, and then just the strategy of who you take off. Yeah, exactly. I'd if, love that. Okay, hypothetical here. Go for it. If Big T's Raiders and oh yes, Amen. Big T's Raiders. Yeah, I've never heard that before, but I like it. Go. Amen. Your Roosters. Yes. You're down to one player each. Yep. Fuck, who? What a question. Uh-huh, you should host players. this podcast. <laughs> I know, for many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I love this scenario. At, um, this big is league good. While we do this. I host the house, Big T. That's yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> um, okay, for me, so you're asking me which player, if it was one-on-one. Yep. So I think clearly you're, you're wanting me to say James Tedesco because that's I'm the obvious. I'm not wanting you to say anything. No, but I think in my mind uh, it would probably be Jared Maria Hargraves <laughs> just because I'd love to see him run the length. And I've never seen it. And if he happened to bump someone off, yeah. which he does quite regularly, um, he would then have to run 95 metres potentially to a very, very slow length of the field try. Would I, he? I don't think he would. I think he would bump that person off, run 20 metres and then wait for him to possibly come <laughs> back and then bump him off again, go 20, take a breath and just keep bumping until just he he'd could. roll the dice. I probably, yeah. yeah. No, you're quite right, T. And I've let you choose first so that I could choose against the person you chose. You're so tactical. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go with Jack Whiten because I think the bloke can tackle and I think he's also then fast enough to get away from 
JWH. Do they have to kick off? Like, does Jared have to kick? These are our <coughs> rules. But would you, like, this is another interesting. This now is I your rules. Like That's what I've asked you. We're going down a rabbit hole here. Now that you know the big T's chosen Jack White, are you changing your man? Well, say I've already locked it in. Say it's like, you know, winning the but toss in cricket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. But um, during a play the ball. Because you, you've got to do it live. <laughs> That's the other great thing. <laughs> We can't stop the clock. No, hundred percent. Um, oh, look, I you know I like this idea with a slight twist. Okay. Okay, and you know I love a good twist. Um, so it's current players with one sub, <gasps> but your sub has to be someone who played for your team before nineteen sixty. So they're uh, all dead, aren't they? Well, let's not be ageist. Maybe there's some still kicking, but the oh, the, the reality is you are wheeling someone probably quite literally <laughs> onto the field to maybe win a grand final for you. And I love the idea of someone uh, at the age of a geriatric trying to score uh, an intercept, for example. And also the the fact that they would know you've been selected. Mm. So all of them, every game would be sitting there going, shit, I might have to go on. <laughs> and, and it's getting closer and closer. And, Jesus Christ, I don't think I can do this. Their families around them saying their last words yep. as they die out there. That's a big moment in a 90-year-old's yeah. life, isn't yeah. it? Wow, I, they're going to wheel me on. I this. can imagine my grandparents doing it, though. Yeah, you have good genetics, though. Yeah. They're quite fit. I'm wondering, though, would they be that great mentally and fit if they had to have played football during the 50s? Well, my nan talks all the time about her hockey playing get takes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then uh, can I enlist your grandmother as the um, person <laughs> to go on for the Raiders? She does need something to do these <laughs> yeah. days, so maybe it's a good Done. one. <laughs> what, what, what a hobby, playing fullback for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, that's in, case of, in case of Golden Point. <laughs> Oh, but Golden Era Point. There's a good. Oh. There's a name in here somewhere. Yeah, M- might be it. We are sitting on a gold mine. Mm-hmm. Um, for the record, uh, any unusual events that I'd like to see happen during the game, I think we quite out of character to see Latrell Mitchell give a shit. So that'd be nice. <laughs> That's what I'm going to put down. Um, and, and I guess it occurs to me, I'll, I do love a good head knock, head clash. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's maybe a, a quadruple HIA. They're so frequent as well at the moment. The HIA is definitely my favourite ref signal. The tapping on the head? Yeah. That is. Do you know what I'd like to see? The referee rub their stomach at the same time. Yeah. Um, that would guts. be impressive. <laughs> my dad started recently calling them brain cramps because before that used Ooh. to go down for a cramp and then the game would stop to wait for that and now they have to stop all the time for these HIAs. I feel like that might be downplaying something really quite serious though. Mm. Oh, but that's what we do on this show. Um, so I'm, I'm completely okay with it. And it, it may have been something my dad said in passing at a pub and I've now told <laughs> however many people listen. So <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Horrible. <laughs> well, look, um, I'm, I'm conscious of time and I want to make sure this isn't a huge extravaganza. So what I wanted to do to finish off the potty um, was to actually have some predictions. Now, mm-hmm. um, I, I will say this quite honestly. I'm actually feeling uh, more relaxed going into this grand final than any other. That mm-hmm. probably is really misplaced. Um, but for me... I think we do win this game, and I say we win by 13-plus. Oofed. You yeah. are way too confident. Uh, I probably am. But what do you guys think? I think that you guys aren't so good at defending the strip, and it's Ooh. what the Raiders do. Mm. When you say the strip, you mean the goal line? No, no he the means strip the ball. Oh, the strip, the actual strip, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know uh, what that's you true. guys do with the goal line, but like, <laughs> no other teams are you've stripping. Missed, you've misheard stripe. Yeah, so maybe. Like I, I thought it was another term for stripe, <laughs> and I went, oh, maybe I don't know about this. No, Raiders strip the ball. That's and true. I, you guys have not been great at defending that's that. That's 100% so accurate. I see that being your problem, and I don't feel as confident as you are. Maybe I'm just 
preempting the most depressing week of my life next week though <laughs> are you going for the roosters though i have to i oh, do you okay yeah, it's actually we, i put it in the terms of our marriage contract mm-hmm. in like i we have photos of me in a wedding dress with a <gasps> roosters jersey over the top in the wedding dress in the wedding dress. is that here <laughs> can i see it's chester holding under that we'll, we'll have to dig that out uh <laughs> thank goodness this isn't being filmed it was it was the one vow that i've broken what, do you take it off? What, what was the vow? Oh, I said that when we got married that I'd change teams because I couldn't. I oh, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have been asked. <laughs> I'll put, put that in him. I think I did once. I think what he's like misinterpreted is I, was, I said, if you win three premierships in a row, I'll consider changing. Thinking that that was a ridiculous thing, that that would mm. never happen. So, God, like if you win this weekend. I oh, know. We're on our we're way. two thirds of the way there. And can you go back though if Melbourne win three? We already have. We just keep winning. Okay. I mean, so legitimate ones, ones you didn't cheat and steal. Oh, did you mean three in a row? No, three? we haven't won three in a row. No, yeah. that's not silly. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't. I, in my guts, I don't feel myself changing yeah, no, as much as Eamon <clears throat> wants me to. Do you have a score prediction for the GF? I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be like one or two points in it. <sighs> Got to hope so. And I think that you are going to be incredibly uncomfortable and I'll be on the other side of the room because that's the only way that we can watch football together. Described most Roosters matches. T, now I know uh, you strike me as an underdog man. Mm. Um, I'm imagining you're on the green machine wagon, but um, not to preempt you, how do you see the game going? Uh, I see you winning probably pretty well, unfortunately. And, and Are you the, saying that because you're in my house? No. And you're trying I'm, to be nice? I'm trying me? really hard to think about what I really think is going to happen because I've, I've been really enjoying this week just reading all the great narratives around it. Cooper Cronk becoming, you know, arguably better than Darren Lockyer and, and Jonathan Thurston and anyone who said that they were going to become immortals before him, I think now, particularly if they win, mm. he's, he's going to skyrocket past a whole bunch of people. Definitely a Hall of Fame uh, person. So I, I love the narrative around him. I love James Tedesco um, too much, and so I really <laughs> and so I really want him to be successful. But the Raiders, twenty five year, blah blah blah. They've got such lovely and excited fans. It would be so heartbreaking for them. I also I do though love being around when dynasties happen. So I don't I don't particularly love NBA, but I loved seeing. That like a player like LeBron James could just make something happen yeah. for a team for a long period of time. So I kind of love the idea that the Roosters can just be that thing that happens at the moment. I think it's I th- you just hope for a good match, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, as stupid as that sounds, I really am. I'm petrified yeah. that the first half is going to decide what happens for the rest of the game, and then we don't have a second half. So, so my prediction is unfortunately close by the halftime and. Some arsy, crazy, fluke, amazing try by Canberra early in the second half, and then Raiders, uh, Roosters, put on two pretty emphatic ones. Daly M and sorry, Clive Churchill goes to Boyd Cordner. Ooh, that's what we should do. We should do some Clive Churchill predictions. So Boyd Cordner is a good one because I think he would be in the mix. Yeah, uh, for someone that could earn it. I've got my theory on that. I I think Cooper Cronk could be a shot. Because yeah. obviously it's his last game ever. There's a bit of sentimentality yeah, there. Yeah, they love emotion. Yeah. yeah, like when they gave Billy Slater the one for Origin. That he didn't yeah, the one he didn't even play in. That was amazing. Yeah, no, I'm against that. So I don't think that Cooper Cronk should get it just because it's his last game. No. Um, but he's got nothing to play for after this game. So he should be at 130%. Yeah. I hope for your sake because it would definitely make it better for the Roosters and they might have a chance of winning better. 
I hope that Latrell pulls his finger out. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Like, actually, maybe this is what he needs. I don't know. I mean, I would have dropped him because he seemed shit. But mm. maybe holding out hope. I mean, the underdog of the big dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that one yeah. works. But, like, maybe. Yeah. Just maybe. I Here's mean, your f- mum has a big fat crush on him. Yeah, that is a It'd be the best thing for her. We're finding out way too much about my private life Sorry, at the moment. Babe. No, no, it's good. Uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, let, <laughs> Sunlight is the best disinfectant. <laughs> uh, interesting fact no winger has ever won it. And I would love oh. to see Brett um, Morris. Brett Morris. BMOS. Because he's been in a bunch of grand finals. I think this is he's one of the. He, I think he did one with Canterbury or something like that or St. George, maybe in 2010. Yes. I know they won it. St. George won it in 2010, but I don't know if he was there. Anyway. He, uh, it would be great because they've, they, I don't think his career was going particularly well. The, mm. You guys have picked him up and, and like you do with lots of people, turn him to an even better player. And, and for a winger to win it and then him and his incredible family to get it would yeah. be great. Um, gamble responsibly. Wow. I mean, he must be hundreds because as you said, wingers just in general mm. um, don't seem to get it. The accolades. Yeah. But it is possible. All if it four just, of them are great. Yeah. Kodrick's great and... It is actually, it's a game full of great wingers. Mm. If I, As you said, gamble responsibly. But if you were going to sort of treat it like a horse race, maybe sling a couple of Tupo? dollars on all four of them. Tupu's a great one. Yeah, yeah Tupo. Yeah. He could score a hat-trick and snag it. Yeah. It's possible. Um, guys, <laughs> we have any... You're scoring hat-tricks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what happens when you support the Roosters. Yeah. These things just become a reality. Yeah. Do you have any clo- closing remarks before we sign off? This was fantastic. I can't wait to use the other bathroom because Chester's no, please do. shitty at me, but this was great. <laughs> Big T, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate, and uh, hopefully we can we can do this again because yeah. this worked as far as I'm concerned. Mm. It's a very good dynamic. I um, think I was the glue. You were the glue. Definitely. You're always the glue in the mortar, and I am <laughs> the misplaced brick that eventually brings the whole house down yeah. in that metaphor. The, um, the worrying thing is that you had the best questions and the best answers. I know. That's and not the and glue, you're the... Zero preparation. Yeah. <laughs> Beat my 1%. Well, <laughs> listeners, I hope you enjoyed our madness. Uh, until next time, uh, just do what Greg McCullum would do and officially blow time on before he has sex with his wife. <laughs> See you next time. Uh, very quickly, um, because I'm a fairly selfish individual, uh, what I tend to do uh, each podcast is completely forget people to thank, um, which is, uh, I guess, down to my inherently selfish traits. But that's something I want to rectify really quickly and shoehorn it into the end of the show, which is why I want to uh, put a big shout out for the Legends of League tournament uh, that's happening pretty soon. That's um, one of Robbie O'Davis's brainchilds, I believe, being played at McDonald's Jones Stadium on the 16th of November. Uh, for more information there, just go to www.legendsofleague.com.au. Another individual I'd love to shout out is Andrew Ferguson of Rugby League Project fame. It's a fantastic resource for anyone that needs to access rugby league related information so to keep this amazing resource going um, I believe Andrew has a Patreon so you can get involved with that and if you want to contact him directly uh, I know he's on Twitter at at Andrew RLP um, another quick shout out um, Media Watch Mario um, very sorry mate I, I completely forgot to answer one of your questions and you were very nearly going to be on our show um, had you not had to go and catch that blue whale down at Botany Bay unusual excuse I would have preferred you to said you were washing your hair but whatever um a big shout out to you mate and thanks for always supporting the show and last but certainly not least um i'd love to thank the person 
who came up with the Smith's Chips Gobbledock. You, sir, are a fucking visionary. And anyone else who wants to check out that unusual marketing ad campaign, uh, you can find that on YouTube. Just put in Smith Chips Gobbledock Ad 1987. Thank you.